millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi. And welcome to Maths Appeal. I'm Bobby Seagull. And I'm Susan Okereke. The aim of our Maths Appeal podcast is to make maths accessible really to everyone. And we want to welcome everyone, genuinely everyone, into the world of maths. Uh, from students to parents to our fellow maths teachers and people who just sort of fancy learning something new, possibly on their commute. And we really, really, really want to show that maths is not to be feared, but to be embraced uh, because it's all around us and can be loads and loads of fun. Loads of fun. This is episode one of series two of Maths Appeal. This goes live June the 6th, uh, the day before the Maths GCSE paper two. And as a new series, we want to focus on problem solving and mathematical thinking. Yes, and as we think, problem solving is something that not just helps students in maths, but actually can help them develop a framework to tackle issues in the real world, in their real life. And mathematical thinking is a framework for establishing that. And as, a, as math teachers, we also are very aware that it's really difficult. These are difficult skills to teach because actually the best way to learn and to become good at them is to do them and to solve problems and to think mathematically. But that kind of means having to do problems. Yes, you do have to put in the hard work. <laughs> uh, but we want to show that doing maths together can be fun because obviously people normally think about it as a solo activity. But actually, you know, you can collaborate. Yeah, some of the best maths is collaborative. And uh, we'd love to be able to help you if you have any specific skills you'd like to learn. Uh, tweet us at Maths Appeal. Also, if you've got any maths problems that you'd like us to try out, share with us and uh, we'll do them collaboratively. Exactly. And what we want is that every episode is going to feature a maths question, which we'll work through together. And what we hope is by the end of it, you're going to feel a little bit more confident and knowledgeable about that topic. As teachers, we also like to give kind of structure and uh, give some ideas on how to help. And I know a lot of people find maths problem solving difficult because they don't know where to start. So we want to give some prompt questions before you even start the problem. Questions we're going to ask are, how do you feel when you first saw or heard the problem? Does the problem make sense to you? If not, do you have any questions that you want answered first? And then what are the math topics in this question? So this is well before you start to do any maths. These are the questions we recommend that you ask yourselves. And then when you're actually doing the problem, so with your pen and paper, uh, we also have a few set of questions for you to think about. Uh, one is about what facts do you actually know from the problem? Then secondly, what are the rules and formulae that you need for this question? Then thirdly, what facts can you actually derive in the problem or from the problem itself? And then finally, can you actually answer the question now? So, are we ready to tackle this week's problem? Grab a yeah. pen and paper or your phone and we'll get into it right after this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So our problem for today's episode is actually a problem that Bobby and I heard when we were on the Nikki Campbell BBC Five live show. And uh, this is a problem that kind of got a lot of people thinking. It's a GCSE problem and it states, a college has a total of 105 teachers with 19 more female teachers than male teachers. What is the proportion of the teachers that are female? And we have to assume that there are no non-binary teachers in this college. Hopefully you've written that down. And while you're thinking about that, let's talk about everyone's favorite topic, exams. Yes, exams, exams, exams. Uh, and at school, ultimately, people will sit exams at 16 GCSEs or A-levels at 18. And we as teachers, our aim is to help our students get through that. So we want to have a little chat about sort of some general revision tips we have, any math specific tips and how we would suggest that people can deal with exam anxiety. Even the word exam anxiety is <laughs> getting me getting me nervous. Um, so firstly, I guess, Susan, we'll chat about sort of general revision tips. So I've got a couple uh, and I think you've got a couple as well. So I think the first thing I tell my students is generally again they could be revising history or geography is to break up their revision into chunks and this can be done most easily by creating a daily timetable and of course you know the timetable sometimes you realize oh, i've been revising geography for two hours i still don't understand i need like half an hour more you can adjust things but by breaking into chunks it just feels less intimidating so definitely recommend that breaking into chunks and a timetable can help that and i think Susan, it's probably right of me saying that people should be realistic yeah, because 100%. I remember sometimes when I did my own revision timetables, I would say like, yeah, I'm going to do like 15 hours today, going to smash it, yeah? <laughs> revision completed it. But actually 15 hours, really, if I've never done 15 hours before, I'm not going to do 15 hours for the whole month of May. But also 15 hours isn't a reasonable time for anyone, to, like a rational time to be for anyone to be sitting down and actually trying to keep their concentration. Because I think the maximum we can actually keep concentration for is about 55 minutes. So you should really be taking little breaks in between there anyway. So you need to sort of think about how you structure your time. Yeah, that's really important. And Susan, do you remember something called, maybe I'm making up a word, but comparitis, comparitis? I think I know what you mean. I've never heard it, but I'm definitely <laughs> going to use it. Go on. What tell, define comparitis for me, please. So I think it's uh, when people are doing exams or revising, they're like, oh, what's Susan doing? Oh, Susan, she's yeah. got, oh, Susan got this like sick geography book and it's got like pie charts in it. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I need to get that book as well. Mom, Susan's got a really cool book. So I think don't worry about, there's a life lesson. Don't worry about what Susan's doing. Worry on yourself. Focus about <laughs> yourself. I think you should be asking what would Susan do that's you should be asking but no you're right I do completely agree with this idea of stay in your own lane like don't worry about what your, your mates are doing what they're saying they're doing what they're not doing so a lot of people say they're not revising when they actually are revising by the way so work out what is your what what your needs are what your weaknesses are like your old your past assessments use them 
because they will give you a great idea as to what you should focus your time on and what you need to do and what you your weaknesses are will be different to what your friends are so a big advice from me is you need to work out what your strengths and weaknesses are and you focus on your weaknesses and that will definitely have a massive impact on your end result so that is like a key and as bobby said do not be comparing yourself with other people think about what is what are your needs and also when works best for you like when does revision mm. when are you most lucid when is the best time for you to revise is it in the night time is it in the morning you know like is it after you've done some exercise try and have a be reflective and think right what is it kind of what works for me individually mm, that's really smart like i think it, it's almost like a neat segue into what sort of math specific tips do we give mm. to our students and i think you mentioned about the concept of past assessments, past papers. I think for maths, one of the most important ways of revising is actually doing past paper questions. Don't just sit there reading the book and highlighting. I know, you know, it looks beautiful having this like yellow and pink and green highlighted exercise book, but actually you have to do the questions. There is no shortcut for that. But I also want to add in, because you're so right, like you need to do past papers, but I do also think that it's really important to not just work on your own i think it can be really powerful to maybe have a study buddy or a few buddies that you maybe do the same past paper and then you get together and you compare your answers so what's really great is a way of like if you can notice where someone's made a mistake or you can explain to somebody how they've done a question that they've got wrong and then they can explain it to you you're effectively collectively putting your minds together and collectively learning stuff so i think this idea of Yes, work on your own and get some stuff done, but also try and if you can do be collaborative with some of your revision, it can be really helpful. It can be really, yeah, maths can be really sociable if you plan it well. As long as you're not going to be talking about, you know, like Love Island or whatever. The maths of be Love Island. I mean, if you're meant to be doing your maths, I recommend you kind of not, <laughs> don't think about that. Um, but it's the type, a bit of socialising is a bad, isn't a bad thing, but you kind of want to make sure that when you are working together with regards to maths, you are doing it and you're focused that's kind of the key thing and i definitely feel sometimes more like um what's the the what's the thing that you need more hands make light work is that right yeah that, yeah many many cooks spoil the broth <laughs> oh, so oh, not dear. too many hands not too many hands a few yeah, okay. hands a few hands and i think this brings us on to like how can people deal with exam exam anxiety this word itself having problems it's inducing panic exam anxiety i think it's okay to acknowledge that it's normal to feel anxious about exams if, to be honest if you are my student and you're telling me mr seagull miss okareke i don't feel nervous at all i'd be like questioning your sanity because you should be feeling nervous but it's about managing that yeah and i think as well it's like you know really simple things can make quite a big difference you know you should like eating well sleeping for you know mm. at least eight hours trying to get some exercise in as well like looking after your body and your mind will really be like help you with that um and also if you can like you know been doing a bit of mindfulness recently and the whole idea of like staying present you mm. know when you're thinking about your exams and you're revising you suddenly begin to feel anxious acknowledge the fact that that's normal and then be like right what am i doing right now i'm revising right now so let me focus on my revision right now or if you're in the exam hall and you're like oh my god i'm in an exam you start to freak out worrying about What's going to happen if you fail? Stop yourself and go, actually, what's happening right now? I'm in an exam hall and I'm being asked a question about proportion, say. And you're like, what do I know about proportion? And you just take your time and come back to the moment that you're in right now. And that should hopefully calm you down. So focus on the present mm. as opposed to like worrying about the future. 
I love that. And the sort of uh, a way of thinking of that is think about the big picture, put some perspective. Obviously, we want you to get your grade four, grade seven, grade nine, whatever your grade target is and your aim is, but it's not the end of the world. Mm. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think so. Imagine like no one's going to like strike you down with lightning if you don't get the grade. Unless you're Zeus's son uh, or daughter, <laughs> in which case he might strike you down with lightning. But most of us are not related to Zeus. So no lightning shall be involved in striking. But also, down if people. you're related to Zeus, you probably got other things going on in your life anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so we are going to go back to our problem for today's episode. And this is actually drawn from an actual GCSE question that was shared uh, with us uh, by host Nicky Campbell on his five live show on the BBC. And the puzzle, Susan, what was the puzzle again? The puzzle was um, a college has a total of 105 teachers with 19 more female teachers than male teachers. What proportion of the teachers are female? And again, we have to assume that there are no non-binary teachers in this college. So, as we have said, we kind of set this up with the view to giving you sort of prompt questions to think about how you go about problem solving. So instead of just jumping in and doing the question, to kind of settle your nerves if you are somebody who doesn't feel that confident with maths, here are some like key questions just to get you in the zone. One, how did you feel when you first saw or heard the question? So Bobby, how did you feel? So I was listening to this in school <laughs> while waiting for my part of the interview. And I was thinking, thank God it's Susan that's having to answer this question on the spot rather than me. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I sort of felt panic, but panic for you, not for myself. I was like, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm I really felt clear. real panic because at the room I was in, I didn't have a pen or a bit of paper. So I was freaking out. Um, so and it's a type of question I know I can do. But I think without pen and paper, this is not the type of thing that I'm very good at doing in my head. So when I first heard it, I was freaking out. Mm -hmm. Then I got pen and paper and I started to calm down. And then I kind of was like, once I kind of thought about that, the next thing I asked myself was, does the problem make sense to me? And I was like, for me, it does. Probably a key question might, might be, what's the word proportion mean? Yeah, so that's, that's a key. Again, with this, there are, there are different definitions depending on where you look. But the one that we found, in fact, Susan found this one, is about, <laughs> it says a part, share or number uh, considered in comparative relation to a whole. So that's a part, share or number considered in comparative relation to a whole. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the key thing is your answer will be like a fraction or a percentage. So that's kind of how you need to think about it. So that gives you a clue as to what your answer is going to be, in, in what form it's going to be. And then, so effectively, what math topics are in this question? So we've got proportion, obviously, so the idea of like parts and wholes. And then we've got this idea of adding and subtracting and trying to work out difference, I guess, as well. How did you do it? What did you do, Bobby? So for this, I resorted to algebra. I know some people actually could try to do trial and error. You could actually try sticking in numbers. Yeah. And I then see. eventually, like you could say, um, imagine I say there are uh, 40 male teachers, then I could add up 19 to that, try 59 female teachers, is that correct? Why don't you just tell us what you did? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then we can talk about... <laughs> and then we can talk about the variations. Because I want to just share. I'd love to hear what you, like, did. And I'm interested to see if it's different. I don't know, I don't know what you did. I want to hear what okay. you did. So let's say I call uh, the number of male teachers M. Okay. And then the number of female teachers, there are 19 more. 
So there are M plus 19. And we know that together they add up to 105. So this is almost like a math teacher thinking, because I'm not sure whether people in the real world will think that way, but that's the way to approach this problem. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, so I, but I did it. So I did, I did a similar thing, but different. I drew some, you know, I love, I love like oh, bar models. So I love to draw a diagram. So I kind of was like, right, okay, males, we, we know that males, well, no, we, what we actually are told in the question is that there's females were the same as males plus 19. So I kind of said, right, in my first box, question mark plus 19 and then for males it was just question mark by changing the question marks to to, to x's because that's kind of as a math teacher why not mm. so then that put together the x plus 19 equals 105 and then effectively i sort of solved it so i was like two times something we don't know plus 19 is 105 so i took away 19 from 105 what did you get that gives Eight, us 86 for 86. two lots of whatever letter you've chosen yeah. Uh, and so one lot of that, for me, it's M, yeah. is 43. So we know that male teachers are 43, and then there are 19 more female. Yeah. So you can add 19 to 43 to give us 62. 62. And you can double check always again at the end of, of a question, always double check, add them together. And that gives you 100. So 43 plus 62 gives you 105. So we know we're okay. So our proportion though, the answer for this question, they're asking us what proportion of female teachers. So that's 62 over 105. And that can't divide any further. Yeah, so you can't simplify that fraction. That's another thing that sometimes they ask you to do. And what's interesting, Susan, is I remember from season one, the way we solve problems, I we've got different approaches, which is nice because mm. you like the visual and I'd almost forgotten this. And I go straight for the letters, but actually the visual, when I see your visual method, actually your method is an easier one to explain to people because they can see it. Because I'm like straight away, oh, let's get the letters out. Let's get the algebra out. Uh, <laughs> well, I try, well, I think it's because I've done quite a bit of work in primary school, I guess. And I suppose the key thing is just like as a visual thing, it's quite useful just to kind of get started. And yeah, we'll maybe try, we'll try and start sharing these on, on our um, Twitter and Instagram uh, as well. So you, people can see kind of what our different solutions are. Because we'd love you to share your solutions. It's kind of the whole point of this is to share collaborative um, working. And like Bobby said as well, like you might not have thought about equations and you could have just gone and done trial and error really and that would have been totally fine too so there's no you know if, if you show if you had a systematic way of doing it totally fine and then we could it's a type of thing that i always quite like to do before we go off is to think about what other questions could we have been asked based on this information i think a lot of the time we get focused on the answer but um what other from this information what other things could we have been uh, could we have drawn out from the question oh so this is how we could develop the question further yeah yeah so I think even rather than numbers, 105 teachers, yeah. you could make that purely just algebra, everything. Like it could literally <laughs> just be, it, we, the, a, a college has X number of teachers. They have Y more female teachers than male. So literally everything is reduced to algebra. Oh, wow. Okay. You've taken <laughs> it to there. So you've got a generalized firm for all of it. The whole oh, thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's great. <laughs> I was thinking more just of like, oh, you could have what proportion uh, a male. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's just, you know what I mean? Or kind of, yeah, or, or what percentage are, are, are oh, female okay. from there. So that's that's what I was thinking, but I love where you went, Bobby. I love that. Yeah. Um, so because it'll answer your question, but mine will just be all pure algebraic proportions and percentages, not well, real. 
that's something I want us to talk about as, as, as the series go on. I think it's um, this idea of the answer isn't the end result. The answer is just the beginning. And then from there, we say, how do you explore further stuff? So yeah, that's a sharing of minds as such. I think that's it from us, isn't it? Is it? No, it's time for a fact. Susan, you're going to need to get your pen and paper and calculator and listeners as well. Have you got it ready? Okay, right. So because this, this, this part is where Bobby uses his, sometimes me, but mainly Bobby because he is Mr. Trivia himself. <laughs> um, we do a bit of a math factoid. And so now you're going to be educating me. So I've got my calculator. Yes, Here, before that, that? Uh, yep. you, got, you got it ready? ready um, yep. uh, first, yeah, I want you to just make sure, do you know the exclamation sign? Uh, what, what does that mean mathematically? Obviously, it's like, oh, hello, exclamation mark. But mathematically, what does it mean? Oh, that's like proper A-level stuff, factorial. Yeah. So if I said to you, what is three factorial, what would you say the answer is? Factorial, okay, so it's been three multiplied by two multiplied by one. So it's kind of three and every one after, like lower than it multiplied by the one after it and so, so on. So, so four factorial six. would be four times three times two times one. So what would six factorial be? Six times five times four times three times two times one. 720. Okay, so keep that in your head, listener right. as well. Keep that, so the, the concept of a factorial. So now we're going to move slightly to the summer holidays. One of the, you know, us teachers, we love our summer holidays. We need it as a, as a you know, to mark GCSE papers. Get paid I cannot for. wait. <laughs> um, how long is a summer holiday typically? How many weeks would you say? In the UK, it's six weeks. Well, in England anyway, I can say England. In England I don't know about yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, it, yeah. Six so Susan, I'd like you to calculate how many seconds there are exactly in six weeks and talk oh my goodness process. okay so that's six weeks times seven days multiplied by 24 hours multiplied by 60 minutes multiplied by 60 seconds yeah that sounds correct also so like that... it's like a, it's like a weird version of a craig david song but <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know what song that is but it's it's catchy uh, and i got three million six hundred twenty eight thousand and eight hundred seconds so that's Whoa. how many seconds in six weeks yeah in six weeks right okay yeah wow okay so are you ready born ready hit me okay but go that's... to your calculator and work out 10 factorial what does 10 factorial mean 10 times yeah. 9 times 8 times 7 times 6 times 5, five times, times 4, times, four times, three, times 3 times 2 times, two times, two times, two one. times 1 or there should be a button that can do 10 exclamation mark yeah where's that button or it could be 10 shift oh i see i see shift there we go got it Oh, oh my goodness, oh. Bobby, it's <laughs> the same. It's, yeah, 3,628,800. How cool is that? That's crazy. So that's the number of, that's the number of seconds in a six week summer holiday is 10 factorial. Gosh. So you could, you could tell your students, enjoy your 10 factorial second holiday. Oh. Oh, well, that's blowing my mind. I just want to know now, I want to know, why does that work? But hey, that's for, that's for another day. That's for another day. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for that, Bobby. That was great. And if you want to send us more math facts, we'd love to hear from you and more math problems. So get in touch with us uh, on at Maths Appeal, on Twitter uh, and on Instagram. Obviously, Instagram is cool, but we also like email. Email cool. us at mathsappeal one at gmail.com so mathsappeal1 at gmail.com and that's it from us thanks again for downloading this episode of Math Appeal and if you'd like to give us a five star rating or you could tell a friend that would be amazing 
So you've been listening to Maths Appeal with me, Bobby Seagull and Susan Okareke. And the music's composed by Kelly Okareke, the image is owned by Calix Davis and the producer is Jenny Nelson. And we'll see you in episode two for more Problems Solved Together. <laughs> <laughs>